scientists estimate that there are close to 22,000 fish species in the world. Yet in the U.S., we continue to consume the same fish over and over. Shrimp, salmon, tuna, tilapia, Alaska pollock, bassa, cod, catfish, crabs, and clams. Is it because we like familiarity or we don't know enough about other fish species? Welcome to Greenfish Blue Oceans. This is the show about all the things seafood, what to eat, why you should eat it, cooking tips, buying tips, methods of fishing and farming, and why your choices help keep the oceans and our planet healthy. I'm Maureen Barry, your host, seafood cookbook author, speaker, and food and nature photographer. I wrote the book Salmon from Market to Plate, when you want to eat salmon that's good for you in the oceans. I'm working on my second cookbook, which is all things aquaculture, and I'm in revision with my first novel, a dystopian fiction about climate change, food security, and three badass women. On season two of the podcast, I'm tackling all things aquaculture or farmed fish. Today, I'm tackling barramundi, what it is, how it's farmed, why it's sustainable, and a quick, easy recipe idea, lemony, crunchy caper, barramundi. So first up, what is barramundi? It's actually an Asian sea bass, but that doesn't sound so sexy, does it? Thank goodness for marketing. Barramundi is a terrific source of protein, omega-3 fats, vitamin D, potassium, and low in fat and calories. Barramundi are raised without hormones, colorants, or antibiotics. The flesh is a tender, white, sweet, buttery-tasting fish. However, it is a bit dense and can be dry, so you'll need to consider that when you're cooking. I have that excellent recipe idea for you in a few minutes. Barramundi is an important food fish, yet it's not one of the top fish eaten in the U.S., so I'm going to try to change that. Now, I'd like you to know a few other tidbits about barramundi. It's available both in the wild and farmed. It's a freshwater and saltwater fish, and it's attractive to both recreational and commercial fisheries. Barramundi is farmed in many, many countries, including Australia, Singapore, the U.S., Vietnam, Israel, and Thailand, to name a few. But today, I'm going to focus specifically on the farmed species. So why is that? Because barramundi is one of the environmentally sustainable and socially responsible methods of farming. There are three methods of farming suited to barramundi. Open ocean pens, land-based systems, and saltwater wetland methods. For the sake of brevity, I'm going to tackle open ocean farming today. I'll tackle land-based farming in another episode and wetland farming in another. So let's examine open ocean pen farming. Think of large geometric containers or pods submerged under the water, miles away from shore, 
where the water is cleaner than its nearshore pen farming cousin, and there are free-flowing currents, but not too free. Growers don't want the current to be too swift. The fish end up using all their energy fighting the current. The fish are fed using artificial intelligence and robots. It's the only way to be efficient. Fish need food 365 days, people, and lots of it. But these open ocean pens are not totally autonomous systems. The pods and the nets need to be cleaned both inside and out. Now, where's that underwater Roomba when you need it? And I think that kind of a system is on the horizon, but not quite yet. However, robotic fish are used inside and outside the pens to detect algal blooms and other scientific data. So it's a combination of both Mother Nature being embraced and science managing the species. So now that you're caught up in all the technical geeky stuff, let's go shopping for Barrel Monday. You're going to go to the freezer aisle, friends. Portions are going to be in a five to six ounce range. We want to keep food not only in moderation, but size-wise the right amount. You're going to keep the fish in the freezer until you're ready to cook. First thing, remember the golden rule of cooking fish. Prepare your salads and sides before you cook the fish. Fish cooks fast, people. So set the table, light the candles, open the wine, or whatever you're drinking, pour the water. Prepare your salads, your sides, your quinoa, your pasta, your veg, or your rice before you pull the fish out of the freezer. All right, so now you've got the fish out of the freezer. You're gonna keep it in that plastic vacuum sealed package and submerge it underwater for 10 to 15 minutes. Here's what I do. I take a large shallow baking dish and fill it with water. I put the fish in that and then take a medium to large bowl and place it on top to weigh down the fish and I fill the bowl with water. And then I turn the fish over at the halfway point. So you're gonna remove the fish from the package and pat it dry with paper towels. It's okay if it still has a little bit of frozen on it. Remember, barramundi is a dense, firm fish anyway. Now you wanna rub the fish on both sides with some oil and season it with salt and pepper. Now you're ready to cook. For lemony, buttery, crispy caper barramundi, you need just a few ingredients. The fish, natch, capers, lemon juice, garlic, shallot, or garlic powder, you don't need all three, salt and pepper, butter, both room temperature and cold from the fridge. You're also going to need two skillets, a small one for the sauce, another larger 10 to 12 inch skillet for the fish, and then you're going to need a fish spatula. So this recipe cooks fast, and you also need your kitchen timer, or just use the timer on your phone. Now, while the fish is thawing, you're gonna rinse the capers under cold water and drain them. Crush half of them with the back of a spoon. Mince the garlic or shallots if you're using them, and then squeeze the juice from a lemon, or you can use concentrated, so get that out of the fridge. You're gonna melt the room temperature butter in a small skillet over the medium heat. Now, if you're concerned that I'm not talking about amounts, don't worry, I'm just talking technique more than anything. Melt the room, so back to that. So melt the room temperature butter in a small skillet over medium heat. 
when the butter stops foaming, add the capers and the minced garlic shallot, or if you're using garlic powder, just sprinkle some into the skillet. Stir and cook for a few minutes until those crushed up capers start to get nice and brown and crunchy. You're gonna add the lemon juice, a dash of kosher salt, and ground black pepper. Less is better with the lemon juice. You can always add more, just remember that. I see a lot of recipes online that um, suggest quite a bit of lemon juice, and I found that you don't need as much. So if you are thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of lemon juice, it probably is. So you're gonna stir the lemon juice and the capers and the seasonings, bring it to a, um, a full simmer, and then reduce the heat to medium low. You wanna reduce that sauce down to half. You're gonna add a pat of cold butter to the skillet and stir to thicken the sauce. You can taste and adjust with more lemon juice, butter, or pepper. You're probably not going to need salt, but if you do like a little extra salty, go ahead and add a little more salt in there. But those capers are salty. Now you want that sauce to be tart, creamy, and briny. At this point, remove the sauce from the heat while you finish cooking the fish. You can warm it up for an additional minute just a minute before that fish is done. Okay, you're gonna add a small amount of oil, like a few teaspoons, to the large skillet over medium heat. You wanna let that skillet heat up like three to four minutes. You always want your skillet with fish to be hot before you put the fish in the skillet. You're gonna to swirl to coat the pan. When the oil shimmers, again, about three to four minutes, place the fish top side down in the skillet making sure you leave some room around the fish. You don't want it touching. The fish will steam if they do. Work in batches if you need. Okay, now set your timer for three minutes and resist the urge to move the fish around. You wanna get a nice caramelized sear on that fish, not too much. This is a relatively thin fish, so it doesn't take long to cook. You're gonna turn the fish over and cook it for an additional three to four minutes. Remove the fish from the skillet and then spoon the sauce over the tops and serve immediately. So that's it, friends. Will you look for Barramundi the next time you shop? I hope so. Remember, your goal is to eat fish in moderation two times a week and a variety of the right fish. Thanks for listening today. You can find all the resources for the show on the website at greenfishblueoceans.com and feel free to reach out with your questions and comments. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me online at Maureen Seabury or you can email me at maureenseabury at gmail.com. Next up on the Greenfish Blue Oceans podcast, Catfish. Talk soon, friends. <laughs>